Final segment of Canuck Central for the season. Dan Richo and uh, Brendan Batchelor. Satyar Shah has decided, you know what? I'm not even going to finish out the year. I'm just going to just going to take vacay a little bit early. But this gives us an incredible opportunity, Batch, to do a mailbag session with our Canucks play-by-play man. Let's do it. Brendan Batchelor, our play-by-play man here on Sportsnet 650, answering your questions. In the mailbag, 650-650 on the Dunbar Lumber text line. If you want to get more questions in, this hour is brought to you by Andrew Sherritt Limited, your plumbing and heating wholesaler, a proud family-owned BC company helping local business since 1892. Producer Josh Elliott-Wolf has compiled the questions sent in by you, the listener. Hello. 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 Josh. (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Uh, We will start with Tawasa Nux, 72. Okay. So this is right from best case scenario to worst case scenario. Okay. The Canucks trade JT now for a second pair defenseman, low 2023 first round pick, and a marginally overpaid middle six player. That's option one. <laughs> Extend him at eight years by 8.5 million plus. It would be plus. Yep. Trade him to the highest bidder at the deadline if the Canucks are two points above the playoff bar. Or keep JT at the deadline when the Nucks are two points above the bar, but he walks in free agency. There's a lot of hypotheticals going on so here. Basically, so we're assuming that they will be two points above the playoff bar that's at the deadline. The constant, yeah. Okay. Well, the best case scenario of these four options, yep. let me be clear about that, is to trade him now for the second pair defenseman, the low first round pick, and the overpaid middle six player, if Ooh. that second pair defenseman is a right shot. Yeah. Um, I mean, I if you could, if you could get him at eight point five, then I would think about it. But I, I it's going to be more than that, I would assume. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> I don't love that option either, though. None of them are great options. None of these are good options, Tawasin. In, uh, in that sense, it's okay. maybe realistic. So, so that's your best. That's your best case scenario. Is the trade now? Yeah. The next best scenario is trading him to the highest bidder at the deadline, even if you're two points above the bar. I would say that's the best case scenario out of those four, personally. Well, I guess because it means you could be a playoff team while also getting a return for him. Yeah, because yeah. that deter- that return is undetermined at the moment. Mm. It could end up being more than what the other options. Highest bidder. But see, to me, the value in getting it over with now is maybe more important than having a slightly better asset, but having to go through training camp and go all the way to the deadline with this hanging over your yeah. team's head. But if you're, if in this scenario you're still in the playoffs regardless of all that... Then I guess it all worked out in yeah. spite of it. Yeah, that, I guess that's true. I, uh, I also, like, I, do, I just don't love acquiring the marginally overpaid middle six player. That's, uh, <laughs> that's the bad part. I'm assuming that's... They have a few of those already, <laughs> yes. don't they? Uh, so, yeah. So, I, I'm going with trade to highest bidder as, as my best case scenario as well. I'm assuming what they're getting at with the marginally overpaid middle six player is... Tanner Pearson? Like, um, uh, oof. Oof. I actually like Tanner. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I was thinking like Philip Heedle. Um, so, yeah, if we make that the Rangers. Yeah. It'd be Filipino, Lungfist, and a first is, I assume, what they're getting. At. Uh, is, yeah. 
I would say the worst case scenario is extending JT for eight years. Eight years is scary. I, I, I think what's clear is of these four options, we have two options that we could stomach and two that we couldn't. <laughs> and the two that I, I'm not interested in stomaching are right. An eight-year extension at probably more than eight and a half million. And then yep. keeping him at the deadline when you're two points above the playoff bar, but him walking in free agency is something that absolutely cannot happen. All is right. it better to lose the player for free than extend them for eight years? Yes. Yes, yeah. it is. Because you at least you have the cap space. Yeah. Especially I, if it's at 8.5 plus. Maybe you had a playoff round, you know, or two. Who knows? Right? At least you would have had that. Because, like, I don't know. If you're... Calgary, what are you supposed to do? You go into the final year of Johnny Gaudreau's contract, you're going to trade him at the deadline when you're first place in the Pacific? No, you're not. If you're the Maple Leafs two years from now, are you trading Austin Matthews? No, you're either losing him for free or you're continuing your cup window up until the day that he signs for somebody else. Yeah, I guess the difference, though, is that both the Flames and Leafs could be considered in their cup window right. and the Canucks can't be, which is why, you know, yes, if it's, Signing him to a long-term bad contract or high-money contract that will be bad in the latter portion of it, then I would rather have the cap space because I'm looking at the Canucks situation specifically and saying they're not a contender right now. If this scenario posits that they are first in the division as opposed to two points above the playoff bar, then maybe my opinion on that changes. But where the Canucks are right now, if we're assuming that that's where they're at, at the deadline, then, you know, yeah, they've got to get something for him. All right. Next question comes from Charles. What year will the Canucks win the Stanley Cup? <laughs> Do I have to answer that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Imagine. Okay. The Canucks will win the Stanley Cup yeah. in the same year that they win the Stanley Cup. Okay. But if you put a year out <laughs> now and you're right, we can pull this audio. Think, uh, of, think of all the... They'll win the Stanley Cup in 2233, the, the years of Henrik and Daniel. <laughs> That's a terrible answer. You'll be able yeah. to pull that clip, right? In 2233, yeah. we'll all still be, be around for that. Yeah. Um, I'll still be producing Canucks Center at the time. <laughs> Canucks, well, what year will they win the Stanley Cup? I okay, can... so it, if they are to win the Stanley Cup in this era under this regime with this core group of franchise players if you can provide me that caveat in answering yeah. this question i'll answer it yeah Pedersen, hughes and demko if they can build a stanley cup winner over this group out of this group what year would it be i'm gonna say 25 26 okay the 25-26 season. Okay, I'm quickly looking at cap friendly to look at when contracts are up and when people might have to get paid. <laughs> See, the problem with 25-26 is Pedersen's on his next deal by then. Yeah, so I'm that's just assuming the cap goes up too, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll agree with 25-20. Well, Ekman Larson's still on your books then, though. 26-27. They're doing it for OEL in 25-26. <laughs> I mean, 26-27, he's still on your books, too, but then 27-28 feels too late. OEL's back group. in Arizona or on LTIR by then, anyways. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, four, four to five years from now, if it is to happen, is what I will say with this group. Rager, if they sign Miller, it'll be 2035 to 2040. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Vicky. 
since uh, I assume this is about Batch, since Batch is Team Sandwich, what's the best sandwich place he's had locally and on the road? Who? I am Team Sandwich. You're correct. Who isn't Team Sandwiches sandwich? over tacos? It's that's. That's right. the debate here. This is oh. a debate that goes way back to the Reach Deep days. Yeah. Where... Sandwich, 100%. Oh, yes. Really? Yeah. One yeah. of my people. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Eddie I... Lack didn't agree with me. I do oh, I do love here. both very much, uh, as you can tell by my pudgy stature. But, <laughs> um, like, tacos, like a great taco is just hard to beat. I'll say, like, the uh, tacos that they were serving on the golf course. Yeah. Brown Social House. I wasn't expecting it, but they were serving them on the golf course. I I must have had – I crushed, like, six before I teed off on the eighth (laughs) hole. It was amazing. It was the best hole I had (laughs) of the entire round, too. I I crushed my drive on that hole, too. It was great. Uh, Uh, Best sandwich place that I can think of off the top of my head, and Randeep would want me to say this is Permanti Brothers in Pittsburgh. Which is where they do the, the yeah. fries, fries on the sandwich. the sandwich. That sounds amazing. Man, the Primanti Bros. Primanti Bros. Yes. Sandwich. My apologies for not <laughs> pronouncing it correctly. Is quite incredible. I I need to like be on the hunt for the best Italian sandwich shop in in Vancouver. That's so I'm thinking along the same lines because I'm thinking to you know. What great sandwiches have I had in Vancouver? And for the most part, I've had great sandwiches on the road traveling. Yeah. So I need people now to text in or tweet at me and suggest places that I need to go to determine my favorite local sandwich place because nothing is jumping off the page or to front of mind for me right now. There's a place in Guilford Mall that I frequent. My my girlfriend used to work in the mall, so I would go there way too often. Uh, Chachi's, I think it's called. I don't know if it's a chain yeah. or I think Chachi's is a chain. Yeah, yeah, that's that's my go-to. Chachi. But it's it's a chain. I'm sure there's a better, Oof. just locally owned place. Uh, you know, Bosa makes some pretty good sandwiches. Um, if you're there at the grocery store, meat and bread, really good sandwiches. That's got usually what's part of sandwiches. Texts yeah. coming in here: the Carvery in White Rock, Aussie's Deli in Tawasson. So there, there are some options here now. <laughs> Someone texts in uh, schnitzel sandwich. I gotta go to Ozzy's Deli in Tawasin. That sounds amazing. Should have gone out there when you were a celebrity. Oh, man. Another text. Rusty's in Cloverdale had uh, has a sandwich, the greatest sandwich I've ever had in my life. <laughs> so all it's right. good. We've got people keep recommending keep, sandwiches here. I'm writing them all down. Keep uh, texting, texting in. Because I need I need more sandwich shops in Vancouver. Uh, next question, Marcus and Gibson's. Batch, love your work. Gotta ask, who has been your favorite in-booth, in-game interview you have done? Dan Richo. Mm, I, I think I'm going to go for some more star power on this one. All He's right. a celebrity at the golf tournament. Oh, no, that's true. Yeah. True. Uh, but I'm going to go with Michael Bublé, I think, because we had him in the booth with us late this past season for a game and uh you know obviously a big fan of his work a tremendous singer the christmas album every year is on high rotation and uh he didn't just come in the booth and and you know do an interview with us but he called the game with me a little bit as well so uh you know that that was a pretty cool moment michael buble's got to be at the top of the list for me so michael buble for new sportsnet 650 color commentator question mark if he's open for it if he's available he won't be, be able fun. to do December, but <laughs> any month 
Before right. and after. Yeah, right after October 1st. I think he's when he's uh, at Rogers Arena. Could show up. He'll, he'll be there opening night. Michael Bublé. He'll probably bring some of the Bublé as well. It's bubbly. Is it bubbly, not oh. Bublé? Oh. Uh, who knows? Okay. Uh, Matt and Abby, what's the best kind of wing and dip? Ooh. So I've got a few that I like, and I'm probably going to go. Oh, it's tough. Honey garlic wings with ranch Whoa. dip. I think with honey but, garlic with ranch. That's yeah. a weird combo. That's good. You got to try it. All right. I'm a fan of it, but. Like it's it's right neck and neck with hot wings, also with ranch dip. Like just standard hot wings are excellent. I uh, I used to love me a good wing sauce, but I'm I'm more just like give me the the hot wings now. Yeah, I'm not with a, some. Or what about ranch. like what about like a dry rub, like a salt on the and pepper or yeah, Cajun, Cajun some, spice something, something, something like, like that? that. No, need the sauce. I'm not need a, a little uh, bit of the sauce. Not a dip guy. But I'll I'll have a sauced wing. Like honey garlic wing would be my favorite wing. You don't need the ranch though. Yeah, I don't need the ranch. Blue cheese? Are you blue a ranch or a blue cheese dip? Blue guy? cheese is better. Ooh. I prefer blue cheese. You've had a lot of bad takes today. <laughs> I've had sandwiches two. over tacos and now blue cheese. Um I haven't found a great wing place. And there's a there's a few spots, but like I don't know. There's a place uh, I used to go to. It didn't survive, actually, in Vancouver. Um, Target. No, it was <laughs> called All-Star Wings and Ribs. And they had, uh, I don't know, like 120 wing flavors. But they had some really great ones. And one was called Caesar Does Texas. It was like uh, Caesar dressing with a Texas barbecue sauce and some parmigiano Reggiano sprinkled on top. That was next level great. They also had some fantastic uh, Greek-style sauces as well. They had a Greek homicide flavor. Mm. It was just like drenched in tzatziki and homicide sauce. I'm a big tzatziki fan. Anything with tzatziki, I am into. I I think I found the best Greek restaurant in in Vancouver yesterday. I saw your post. I I haven't been, so you have to tell me. Oh, Namos on, uh, on Fraser Street. That was, it was next level. Fantastic. Not that expensive either, you know, and it was great. The souvlaki, next level. Tzatziki, great. All of it, fantastic. Rob from Victoria, is Cristiano Ronaldo going to stay at Man U? (sighs) Nobody else wants it. Yeah. So, yes. (laughs) By default. Although, we talked about this yesterday. I need to clarify. It's not that nobody else wants him. It's that no one else wants to pay what he... Yeah, nobody wants him. Well... (laughs) That's not true. <laughs> I want him to stay at Man United. I'm I'm going to be happy to still have him. Well, you're wearing his jersey. Absolutely. You had have, to do it. Have, I knew I was hosting with you, so what am I going to do? I'm going to wear my this is Man United Cristiano Ronaldo jersey. You know what? Uh, and, and I've I even say this about Messi now. It's just like this blind love that you have for this player who yeah, will still score some goals and do some fun things, but they're not helping you actually win games. Who else at Man United? is going to score you goal. Uh, Bruno Fernandez, I guess. Bruno Fernandes. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I gave you that opportunity on a yes. T. Yes. Uh, that's how you pronounce it in Portuguese. Anyways. Uh, yeah. Anthony Alanga. Maybe. Marcus Rashford, if he can figure it out. Yeah. 
It's not great. Not great days at Manchester United. It's been, what, 10 years since uh, Sir Alex? Well, it'll be uh, 10 years next summer. Yes. And, and hopefully, they still haven't figured anything I was going to say, hopefully they've found the right guy now. <laughs> but I feel like I say that every two or three years. Oh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, he's going to be the right guy. Mm. No, Jose Mourinho, he's going to be the right guy. Louis Van Hall, the list goes on. Mm. Hopefully it stops here. We'll see. I am Jose Mourinho. As long as uh, as long as long Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't uh, end up back at Juventus, I am a happy, happy man. Are you happy to have Paul Pogba yes. at Juventus? I am very happy to have Pogba back. Pogba, as we like to say. Mm-hmm. He was amazing at Juventus. I don't know what happened at Manchester United. Maybe they should have gotten other midfielders to help him. That would have been a good strategy. <laughs> this one from Grace. When grocery shopping, fruits and veggies first or last? First. Oh, do people do that last? It kind of makes sense. Does it? Well, here's the thing. Not like it's sitting in a fridge or anything that keeps it fresh. I do it first, but I can see the reasoning because if you're getting a bunch of other stuff, you don't want the fruits and veggies to be crushed. Right. By whatever you're putting in the So, I understand. Why would every grocery store ever be made and built with the orientation of you start in the produce and veggie section... If you were supposed to do it last. Yeah, like, thinking about this, the only reason I do fruits and veggies first is because they're right there when you walk <laughs> in the door. I will say, like, why it's much more inviting to look at fruits and veggies when you walk in a store than it would be shelves if the fruits and veggies were in the back. Yeah. Plus, usually they get a little light. I'm not sure that matters. So, here's my strategy around getting the fruits and veggies first but not piling things on top of them. You know, yep. most grocery stores, you've got a two-level cart, right? Like, you've yep, got the bottom yep. level, and then you got the top level. So your fruits and veggies all go in that top level that's, what, like half as long as the bottom one that juts mm-hmm. out further. And then all your stuff off the shelves and big boxes and frozen items and, and heavier stuff you might get goes on the bottom. So you get the best of both worlds. You do your fruit and veggies first, but you're not crushing them or ruining them. I, I can see how that makes sense. I used to do... My old store used to have the two-level carts. Now it's only a one-level cart. Oh, that's, that's old school. Yeah, it's I know. Vintage. It's kind of annoying. I'm not going to say where it is, but, but it's like, annoying. The, the reason the, gro- the grocery store is built like that, it, you know, it, it has dairy and frozen foods towards the end of your grocery journey because, in theory, you're going straight to the cash after that and taking your frozen foods and dairy home immediately afterwards. So they spend as little time outside of the fridge or freezer as possible. Yes. So why would you ever start with, uh, well, not start with veggies and produce? This one from Greg. (laughs) I I gave you the one reason, and that's kind of it. Uh, Greg would love to know what's the one album or song you cannot live without. Ten. Pearl Jam. Only one, hey? One album, once. Only one. Batch is going off the board here, I feel like. Yeah, I, I'm, the bands I like are not mainstream <laughs> bands. Uh, so I'm a big fan of a band called Coheed and Cambria, who they're like- Okay, pro- I've actually heard of them. Progressive so. rock, yeah. kind of metal, but their singer has a really high-pitched voice. Voice, He's an incredible singer. Sort so, of like uh, Alexis on Fire. Not as heavy as Alexis on Fire. Okay. Um. So, yeah, Coheed and Cambria, they've got a number of albums. Um, 
Most bands do. And all of their albums, because they they also are a band that has like a sci-fi storyline that fits under all their music, which means that all of their albums are like paragraphs, the titles are. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to name a specific album, but they have a number of albums that I really like. The one song people will know most by them is a song called Welcome Home. It's been used in movies and movie previews and things like that. So that's what I'll say. It's definitely 10 Pearl Jam for me. Josh? I see my thing is I don't really have an album that's super influential to me. Okay. Like when I was growing up is uh when Macklemore was really popular. Ooh. Uh, so I would say. You like, are very young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the song I. Or, was that five years ago, Macklemore? <laughs> The album I've listened to uh, is the most probably in my life is The Heist by Macklemore and Ryan. So I would say that one. But I, I don't know if I would still say and it's And is Thrift Shop album. your song then? It's not. That's not my song. But I would say, trying to think of a song from that album, Jimmy Iveen from that album is a very good song. All right. Uh, not much of a Macklemore guy. That's fair. I don't think a lot of people are. Uh, <laughs> Which, so this is from Golf Hacker. Which golf course in the Lower Mainland has the best hot dogs? Ooh, I'm a terrible person to a- yeah, answer this yeah. question. Both of us are. I dislike hot dogs. Oh, I was going to say I don't golf enough to know the answer to this. <laughs> I always bring snacks when I'm golfing too. Yeah. So Are you yeah. supposed to do that? Are you not supposed to? Bring in outside food and yeah, yeah. beverage? Yeah, yeah, I think you're allowed. Okay. They some some they courses probably you would. from having a granola bar. I guess <laughs> some, some courses might frown on it. I mean, yeah, I don't golf at high-end courses <laughs> for that to be an issue. And I assume yes, I I was dragged off the Kensington Pitch and Putt seventh <laughs> green for bringing a granola bar one time. <laughs> Is that a Cliff Bar? Get out of here! No protein bars allowed. Didn't you see the sign? Uh, <laughs> like, hey man, I'm just having an apple. Get off the course! <laughs> Did you buy it here? You gotta have like when you get a drink from yes. the concession, it has the little green ring on it. Now I, I can live with a smoky, but I'm just not. I don't know. I'm not a hot dog guy. We had a good smoky out at Twaston Springs the well, other I day. I didn't get a smoky on the. On oh, you didn't? No, they were they were run out. Really? Oh, <laughs> they were ridden. So they only had hot dogs, or they were like they didn't out, have out. anything. Ugh, they, well, they had sandwiches. I settled for a, <laughs> you, a tuna. Sandwich. Do you have tacos instead? Yeah. Uh, I settled for a tuna sandwich. I'm not even going to start the is a hot dog a sandwich debate because we'll no. be here for hours. Uh, we did get a text from Rager that says Newlands. I go there often. Haven't had a hot dog yet. Oh, but I assume. Well, you're always golfing at six in the morning. Yeah, so. that's the other thing. Is like, I would need a breakfast hot dog. Yes. Um, breakfast hot dogs, breakfast burritos. James and the Rock, best sandwich. I say meatballs or Cubano. When you say Cubano sandwich, r- the Red Umbrella downtown, fantastic Cubano sandwich. Incredible. Great spot for brunch, by the way. All right. I'm I have not a, much of a brunch guy. I now have a very long list of sandwiches that I need to try because we have had so many texts in on the Dunbar Lumber text line recommending sandwiches. So I'm going to write them all down, and maybe if I'm filling in hosting this time next week, can talk about the best sandwich <laughs> yeah. in Vancouver, and I might have a better answer. There's one that has been texted in a few times. Bon me from Ballet in Vancouver. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Yeah, They're putting ballet. one in a block away from me. Oh, and so I'm pretty pumped now. Yeah, got to try it. It's uh, it's just up Broadway, not too far from here, actually. Mm. Ballet. Uh, this one from Ella in Coquitlam. Were you for Pedersen or Glass back in 2017? Mm. Pedersen. 
I think I was for Glass going in, and once they drafted Pedersen and I learned more about because that's the one thing is I'm like, if you ask anybody in sports media about prospects, I will know the least. Like I, yeah. I'm as the play-by-play guy, I'm so focused on the roster and yep. the guys that are on the team already that. I don't know who the prospects are other than the high-profile guys that everybody talks about. And I hadn't heard a lot about Pedersen going into that draft. So I was expecting Cody Glass because I worked in the WHL. I'd seen him play for the Portland Winterhawks. I actually knew a little bit about him. And he had been connected to the Canucks so much in conversation that I was sort of expecting him and thinking he might be a good fit. But after I found out about Pedersen, I was like, okay, yeah, we'll, yep. we'll see. It's This this kid sounds like he could be could be pretty good, and obviously yeah. he's been much better than any of us expected. And the D-plus one year was like, oh, well, he definitely drafted the right guy. <laughs> he's just the Swedish League MVP. Um, I was definitely for Glass. But same as Batch, I'm very easily influenced. <laughs> People say good things about a prospect, oh. and I'm like, all oh, right. This guy's great, and he's in the dub. Sign him. Yeah. Uh, which Stranger Things or Umbrella Academy character would you like to be? I, I haven't watched Umbrella Academy. I don't want to be any character in Stranger Things. Is that... <laughs> Sounds awful. Really? I was going to say, like, your yeah. town is invaded by <laughs> creatures from another dimension yeah. on seemingly a, a you know, every annual few month basis. basis. Yes. Well, not even an annual basis. And I, I haven't watched Umbrella Lord. Academy either, although I've been told I need to. But yeah. Is I've it really a, that good? Umbrella I haven't Academy? watched it either. Oh, okay. so, I'm sorry. I, I have heard it's good, though. I've been watching uh, Better Call Saul... And Animal Kingdom. Each are in their final seasons, and I'm waiting like each week for the latest episode. <laughs> See, I'm I'm watching Suits right now because oh. I never watched it when it aired. So good working. Oh yeah, excellent. Yeah, Big I'm rewatching of The Office because I'm boring. <laughs> for how many times have you rewatched? This is the Office? probably my third. Time. Oh my god, third time in like the last ten years. <laughs> I, I kind of have a rotation of sitcoms I go through where it's like, okay, there's nothing I really want to watch right now, so these are going to be my background shows, and The Office is that right now. Yeah, what I it, background show is a perfect way to put it, because I'll find shows that like if I want to do work or I want to do something else, but I want something on in the background, The Office is a good show for that, where like you're doing work on your computer, but you can listen to it, and because you've seen it, you don't actually need to look at the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Um what Stranger Things character would I be? Oh, man. I'd probably say Steve. Steve? Steve. You're not Steve. I know I'm not. He wants to be Steve. <laughs> I want though. to be. Fair enough. Yeah, I guess most people would pick Steve then. If it's who you want to be. Okay, what if we did who... Eddie was a really fun character. Do you want to be Eleven and have her powers? powers? I guess so. Who would, would be you fun say... to be Eleven? And have the powers and everything. Yeah. Bleeding nose every once in a while, so what? I got you're, I got magical powers. You're giving off Mike vibes. I'm sorry. I am Mike? Yeah, I, I was going to say Mike. I'm probably most likely Mike. Kind of a whiny guy. <laughs> uh, 650, not the coolest radio guys I've heard. Oh, thank you for that unsigned text. A lot of love coming in for Coheed and Cambria as well, Batch. It's good. I'd like to know that there are some of my people out there listening, so... Uh, that is it for the mailbag. Appreciate your questions here for the final Canuck Central mailbag. The actual final Canuck Central mailbag, because we've done the final Canuck Central mailbag for a third time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But this is the final Canucks Central now. Yeah, but also officially, we're going to be doing people show mailbags. I assume. Uh, probably, yes. We, we're going to have to do some convincing, but it will probably happen very easily. We're going to have to fill four hours a day somehow. <laughs> it won't be that hard to convince them. <laughs> 12 to 4 uh, is uh, the People's Show next week. Uh, I will be with Bic Nazar from 12 to 4. Uh, Batch has got a lot of sandwiches he's going to be trying next week, so you can uh, send in some reviews. Yeah, awesome. I'm back uh, a couple of days the week after that. Okay. So maybe I'll have tried some sandwiches by then. Uh, and a lot of football manager in your future, I see. Absolutely. Josh is like, Please. I just got Sheffield Wednesday promoted to the Premier League. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> and now it's time for the Blue Jays to beat up on the Red Sox. Very exciting times here on Sportsnet 650. Batch, you, you, how you feeling? Confident going into this series against the Jays? <sighs> not entirely, no. Oh. <laughs> not with the way... Things have been going, but I guess we'll wait and see. It's the All-Star break. It's a new day. Second half of the season beginning now. Uh, We'll have uh, Blue Jays and Red Sox coming up. Kevin Gossman on the mound for the Jays in this one. No George Springer in the lineup because he is uh, still hurt coming out of the All-Star break. For producer Josh Elliott-Wolf, my co-host, Brendan Batchelor. I'm Dan Riccio. Thanks so much for listening to Canuck Central over the last six months. We're back in September as the Canucks get back and going again. You are listening to Sportsnet 650.